live from, I guess we can call this Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Once again, for another installment of the All Ain't Alive with Sebastian Starr. I'm here once again joined by Janisha, Kaylee, and of course my husband, HJ. And we are going to be doing our top three favorite songs from our favorite artist, our favorite album, and their most recent album. So who in the world would like to go first? Because <laughs> I feel like I have spoken a thousand times about my favorite artist uh, on this podcast. Everyone knows who my favorite artist is. Everyone knows who my favorite album is by my favorite artist. Everyone knows the most recent album by my favorite artist. And they probably know... <laughs> and they probably know my top three. But... So I'll go last, or I'll go second or third, or whatever. So if any of one of y'all would like to go first, I go first. Okay, go first. All right. So, man, I don't know if y'all know, but my favorite artist is Kevin Gates, and my favorite album by him is I'm Him. And it's a lot of reasons. Is one because it touched on two main factors in my life that I would like strive to do my best for and like continue to grow as a person for and starting off with my favorite two songs is the one that i actually proposed to that's sebastian so star that's so cute is said twice and i didn't know that was on there actually yeah yeah the one that i i always think about my daughter for is better for you um <clears throat> My favorite of those two is better for you because I'm no matter what I do in life, I always strive for the best, the better person that's in me and the best that I can come out of a situation with because I mean when you deal with a situation that you have everything to lose, there's nothing to stop for. It's it's just it will it'll be an instinct to keep going until either you collapse or you succeed. So do you mind giving us a brief, a very brief analysis on one or both of those songs? Uh, 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 how you got to the lyrics on this? Just, just go off, like, what's your favorite line from Better For You? It's your favorite song. You gotta have a favorite line. Come on now. Um, he says, he says, in the context of yeah, I think I'm flying. I think I'm moving smaller. I guess I'm moving better by the way the way I am raising my daughter. It's more to say you can always raise anything. You can always raise somebody who's not gonna listen or somebody who's just gonna rebel against you. But to actually have your daughter like look at you and be like. This is this is the type of man that I would keep in my life. I would go on the guidelines of dating and make sure that they uphold me like my father would in ways because I know, of course, you can't love nobody can love uh, their daughter more than the father do, but somebody who at least tried to strive to be that protector, that person in that person's, that woman's life and do better for them, make them better. I can have them, I feel like I can relate. I have them 
like at the highest standard. Like there's nobody above that. What about the other one? And the third one from that album, honestly, it's a uh, walls talk. Cause wait, what's, what's walls talking? What's what's walls talking? So basically, it's it, it's him coming out with everything that beats him down behind closed doors that nobody actually knows about him. Like he's giving a personal moment. He's giving you what makes him like care about other people in a sense because you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want that to happen to nobody or you wouldn't want to do that to somebody or even make somebody feel like that you're doing that to them. The walls are talking to you right now. It's telling you your greatest moments, your worst moments, and the moments that broke you. Something that actually put you to your limit and you still come out of it. And even though the walls are talking, you might be a prisoner to your own demise. There's always a better story that can come out of it. I feel like when people listen to you, talk about Kevin Gates, it kind of gives them a different perspective because his reputation precedes him as being this, you know, ignorant, dirty, I don't want to say dirty, like nasty. Well, no, I do want to say dirty. Ignorant, dirty, nasty, like just over the top outrageous ass dude who will just say Whatever outlandish thing comes to his mouth. That's literally the only well, thing I know about. Well, I, I can put it like this because, and, and I'm going to use one of your favorite artists. I don't know if it's an album or a song, but it's always a beauty behind the madness. That's an album. It's always a beauty behind the madness. It's, it's Somebody didn't just go mad just because they wanted to. Somebody had to push them yeah, or happened. a limit had to be broken. Yeah. Like somebody put you in that state. Like, so your argument would be that he probably responds the way that he does publicly to to hide or shadow whatever. Not even to hide or shadow, just to like, just to like broadcast it. Like in that in that album, I'm looking at it like <coughs> I am breaking down the walls. Y'all want to see what makes me? Here it is. You know what? What? What hurt me the most, here it is. You know what makes me build more? You want to know what makes me go harder, strive longer? That's what it is. It's also very rare for a man as masculine as Kevin Gates to show that much vulnerability in public, let alone on his albums where he you know distributes it to hundreds of thousands, well, millions of I people. I can put it like this. He always... He always emphasized that I wore my heart on my sleeves. He uh, in in the, in the beginning of one song, I forgot the name of it. Somebody can quote me later. He say, "If I if I love you, I'm all the way out there. But if I don't fuck with you, I don't mind no, I don't mind you knowing that I do not fuck with you." I can get jiggy with that. I can get jiggy with that. Cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to hit the pause button on Kevin Gates. So that was your favorite album. Yes. Top three. Yes. Which one do y'all want to go next? Or do y'all want me to go? You go. Because you, you want to go. You're ready. Go ahead. J. Cole. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about J. Cole. Okay. I'll <laughs> throw an answer The most recent album. <laughs> <he has done laughs> is the off season. 
So it, it didn't matter which one we started with? Well, that's just, we're just going on an order. Just go ahead. Oh, the most recent album he's done is the off season. Okay. It has a lot of periods, but that only means he ended the sentence of rap as we know it and began a new form of creativity. Amen. Hold on. Uh, he has <laughs> songs on there beginning with My Life featuring uh, Minister 21 Savage and Moray. I don't know much about Moray. I'll listen to him more. I'm Moray, sorry. Uh, um, there's Interlude and there is Pride is the Devil. Ooh, let me talk show about that for a second. I like the I like I like the name of that song alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it has pride between is, that too. <laughs> I can't. It's, it's to emphasize, pride is I, the I, devil. I love him because each song that has you know that the title kind of correlates with the actual song in you know in realistic terms because okay. a lot of rappers don't have that type of feel. Cause they literally create a, a song saying any and everything and name it like Black Butterflies. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But okay. it actually talks about how pride is being the devil. Like when he made ATM, it talks about how um, you can chase after money all your life, uh, buying things that cost an arm and a leg, but it's not going to end you anywhere because it's, you can't take it with you. So, you know. Uh, I, I, like I, I love feel J. Cole why he's your favorite artist. Like you, you have so much passion behind I, I, this. Because he opened my eyes. Him, Kendrick Lamar, and Lil Wayne opened my eyes on how you can take a song and actually visually Man, create a story with it. So I, I wrote down some lyrics. And I think J. Cole <laughs> is especially good at telling stories. Oh hell yeah! Okay, so on, on, my, on my life with Twenty One Savage, here this out. It's okay. my family got a history of users that struggle with demons. Not uh, not really the hustler instincts. Therefore, often my pockets are empty. While some of my partners were serving up rocks in the corners, the project assemblies. Me, I was staring to envy. Want to be on the top where there's plenty. Want to be in the spot where there's every bitch <laughs> that want Rihanna dropping new Fenty. What what I see in the sky in the veil is the ceiling. Can't reach up too high, evidently. Nah, shit, I can reach up too high, evidently. Never see me, uh, never seen no one driving a Bentley. I can only be, I can't be out here mopping the Wendy's. So, you know, shit like that. He, he just went hard That says on a that. lot by saying, like, I don't want to say by saying so little, but that says a lot. I'm burping, I'm sorry. That says a lot by just, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's the delivery or if it's all of the metaphors used. To describe what he's seeing and what he's experiencing and what he's dealing with and where he wants to go, where he is mentally is like trying to manifest that into fruition. So it's a lot going on. If I could recommend an album from this man to you, it would be. It wouldn't even be Forest Hills Drive because that is good. Born Center is phenomenal, but For Your Eyes Only is an amazing album. Because he actually tells a story from beginning of the album to end. Every song on there was a different part, a chapter of someone's life. Now, don't kill me, but I think the only album that I heard by J. Cole from start to finish, uh, what is it called? Kevin's Heart? Uh, that's, uh... That's, what's the album called? I know that's the song. That's K.O.D. Thank you. It's that was, that's the only album that I heard from, like, and I can't even tell you why, but I just was like, let me, let me hear what all the hype is about. And then I just played it, and I was like, this is a Amazing. You got to listen to For Your Eyes Only. No, I, I, had, like I had a lot of good things about For Your Eyes Only. I went to his concert in Memphis where he did For Your Eyes Only. I literally, I didn't have glasses on. I was pissed because I couldn't see shit. 
But I didn't need to see shit. It was all in here, nigga. <laughs> so is he a visual performer or is it just like spoken word poetry? It's whatever. just like spoken word poetry to give you that. I mean, but with you know, it probably feels it probably feels a little bit. Better. I want to yeah. go. I want to go to one of his concerts. But I mean, oh, I'm I'm married to her and I haven't listened to a whole album all the way through. But, so. I mean, that's okay. I Take the eye out. And get to the air like that. Okay. But I I have to give special recognition to Kendrick Lamar because I do honestly say in terms of storytelling. Oh he's they are, oh, he's great they at are it. Oh yeah, no. Tit and freaking tat. Like Mad City alone, if you hear that verse starting with fresh out of school, I was a high school grad, all the way down, <laughs> like it's a whole fucking story. Yeah. Like, damn, this nigga's going through shit. Yeah. No, I so, listen to that song and be like, damn. Every time, every time I listen to this, I'm like, Listen. and this is no offense to neither Noah, but if I had to pick, I'd probably pick as far as the better storyteller goes. I think Kendrick Lamar would be the better storyteller. But there are J Cole does, J Cole does a great job at telling stories through his music, and I can appreciate that. Yeah, like I, I put Lil Wayne third because it's not much storytelling, but metaphor. But he can do it. Well, oh my god, he can do it though. Well, In some songs, you, you can, yes, more so than others. You can say that. For uh, let it all work out, I, I think it's on like what the quarter six. Let it all work out. Let it all work out. Okay, I played it for you. You probably have. Out. You probably have. I just don't know. It's, so when he told the story about whether he shot himself, I don't know in what context he shot himself. So in the beginning, people said he was just playing with his mama gun, and he and it went How off. How old was he? I he was young. He was very young. But in that song, he had it where it was like he told a story of his suicide note, and basically he um he did a lot. He put it up, he put the gun up to his head. He thought about it. Called his auntie, hung up, made more decisions. Put it up to he said he put it up to his heart with beating and shot. I think I have heard this actually. And with that, he he (coughs) made like a statement to God like he was like it's all on you now like he said he said mm-hmm. something and made a profit out of it you feel me that's a little way yeah I forgot what he said before that it's don't okay, me. It, it's it, I think I know what you're talking about Alright. But yeah, that, that was a great story about him. That and Mona Lisa. Yeah, I was just gonna say Mona Lisa is a phenomenal ass. And and I don't wanna get too off topic because I know Kaylee wanna dive into yours, but um, in, 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 in in regards to storytellers, uh what is that nigga name? T Grizzly? Oh, oh yeah. He yeah. can yeah. tell the hell out of a story, but we can talk about that later. Kaylee. Oh god. <laughs> And he can either do the most recent album or the favorite album. So this basically, is your it's, it's put it like this. This right here is bringing out what you see in like your favorite like artists. Yes, exactly. why? You no, know, why will, are they your favorite artists? I will gladly always talk about this. Okay. Um, <laughs> show off. First things first, who is it? Demi Lovato. Okay, it's Demi Lovato. <laughs> Demetria Devon Lovato. Did I know that her full name was Demetria Devon? No, I, I like not. the name Demetria. I kind of like it. My best, my best friend's name is Demetria, so it, it you know, kind of goes Demetria. along with it. But I've loved Demi Lovato since Disney. She was on Sunny with a Chance. 
and Camp Rock. She has bops. Not even gonna lie. It was a it was Why good. Why are you laughing? First of all, shut up. Second. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let her talk this shit, man. Because I don't know what none of that is. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Most just listen. Just this is it's go okay. ahead. We were we we made up a dance to the way she was dancing at Camp Rock. Everybody who like everyone Rock makes jokes makes about jokes that. about this. So that's that's what we, that's all it was. And, uh, to be fair, Camp Rock ain't even that bad of a movie. No, it's, it's just not. a little. It's just, it's just it's cringy. Little, yeah, it's a little cringy. But I digress. Go ahead, Demi Lovato. So ever since Camp Rock, all of that. But her first album that she ever released, their first they go by both. Their first album that they ever released was when they were 16 and the vocal range on that album alone just got my attention. I was like, okay. I have to agree. I think you're right. What the hell? Like, yeah. this is insane. So I've been a fan ever since. But just as time went on, the albums got better and better. And I was like, oh my God, like, this shit's crazy. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top three. Top three. Top three. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, top three. Oh, okay. Top three on my favorite album. What's the name of the favorite album? Favorite album is called "Dancing with the Devil." Mm. It's about the time period, like around where she overdosed and all. Yes, I heard about that. I love that album because of how transparent it is. I love that the song that I like is "Dancing with the Devil." Is what the album is talking about, basically. But the song speaks. It's literally like, I'm thinking about the wrong one. It's talking about her struggle with fighting her addictions okay. and, and that battle and just how she literally died. She basically died. Can I ask you a question? Maybe yes. you know the answer to it. Didn't totally. somebody, whatever she overdosed on, someone gave that to her yeah. without her knowledge or unintentionally? Yes. She did not plan to OD. Like, she didn't okay. know that. That's what I thought. They laced her. They that, laced her shit. Yeah, That's I heard what about I that story. They laced her shit. And Which, she that's wild as hell. Bitch ass. No, fuck that. <laughs> that like, you yeah. trying to deliberately kill Demi. Why? And then assaulted her after. The, it's like a whole thing. Like, yeah, it's a lot, it was a lot involved that. with that whole situation. But then, I understand. after that, she literally, if her assistant had not found her when she did, she literally had five to ten minutes left to live. That's wild. She literally had a heart attack and three strokes. She can no longer legally drive ever again in her life that's why like she's completely messed up from all of this shit that happened to her and everybody thinks that it was her fault and i'm like they literally had no fucking idea what the fuck was going on that day so like it's insane to me to think about and here's another reach but didn't the same person who gave her those (laughs) this drug drug dealer yes Yes, but so that was the same person no but yes but i did um because i remember we talked about this before so i i remember that because I Wait, watched the documentary. What's up? We, yeah, we were all, we were all talking about it. But <laughs> I remember. It's not a point. <laughs> I remember um, watching the documentary that they made. Is on yeah. YouTube. And yeah. I, maybe that's I, what we were watching. But... I cried multiple times. Oh, it was so good. But what happened was they were like genuinely in like a bad place, struggling and. We're debating on whether or not they should buy some drugs. They uh-huh. were like, okay, you know, I've been sober this long. You know, shit ain't really changing. I'm still struggling out here. I might as well get high. 
they wanted a sign and ran into their old drug dealer who was Mac Miller's drug dealer. They ran into them at a party. It wasn't like they called them up. Like they ran into them and they were like, I'll take whatever you got. And that's how they ended up doing that. So the the nigga, the drug dealer nigga was plotting from the get go. He probably knew that she was going to be at that party and was like, let me bring something with me just in case, you know, they want a little something or whatever the case may be. And then they just (laughs) plotted the shit. Okay. Now it's starting to make sense. They basically, I think it was a time after that. That's how they got back in contact because she hadn't contacted them in a while. And I wonder then the fuck called why. them and then called them over to bring her the drugs and that's how that happened. So Did this happen before or after McMill passed away? After. Because yeah, I, I would have stopped fucking with him too. Like I'm not gonna talk to you no more because you fucking with Okay, I'm sorry. So that was one song. That's with the double. Um other song on that same album, it's the very first song on the album. It's called Anyone. It's the one she performed on the Grammys. Oh, God. That made me cry. That, that, that is made why, me cry. That is why yeah. I love that song. She wrote that song within the same, I believe, month that she OD'd. Yeah. That was rough to and watch. just the comeback performance and just the vocal range and just the just her. Do you like, remember uh, seeing that? We were watching the Grammys that year. Do you remember Probably don't. Okay, but that no, I, that choked me up. I was like, "Damn, dude, she it's just, she is really going through some shit." It's just knowing and being a fan for all of these years through all of this, yeah. watching them go through all of this shit, eating disorders, like assault type shit, like all different life story type shit. Well, I'm personally dealing with my own shit. Bless you. Excuse me. Oh, shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Continue, please. But a lot of their music, a lot of people relate to. Like, you see people at their concert holding up signs like, you saved my life. Like, the music that she writes is personal. It, you can relate to it. And I, I just, it's, it sounds good. It's just good. It's not like a bad vocalist or anything like that. And from what you're saying, it's like the music that she makes is made to tell her story and to inspire others to basically continue on, you know, don't give up just yet. Try to maintain that optimism and like even though it's hard, like you, you got Yeah, even though thing, it's hard. You're not alone, basically type just like the song twenty nine that came out. Oh about my God. Yeah. That song right there. It's that type like all of <laughs> every single one of her albums have a Talk song about like that some on it. Shit. Exactly. So it's Following along and being a oh, fan of he doesn't know about twenty nine. If you want to, just real, real quick. I know it's a little. It's not on this. It's not on this album. But if you want to, no, it's on the new one. Okay, I'll get to. We'll get time. to that in a minute. Yes. Okay, so we'll talk about it because I, I swear to God, I told you about this. Um, let me see. What did he play? Oh, wasn't he on that seventy show? Yes, he was. Wilma Valderrama. Wilma Valderrama. Valderrama. Fez from that seventy show. Oh. I he, told him about this. He was 29, and he started talking to Demi Lovato when Demi Lovato was 17. And she wrote a song about it called 29, talking about how basically she would never. She was groomed and would never oh, yeah, date a 17. I know I told you about yeah. it. I mean, shit. My bad. Okay. All right. I guess it's my turn now. But so yeah. no, you got one more song. You got one more song. Oh wait, what's the last one? It was. Oh boy. Oh, I see you. I don't know if that's actually my favorite. It's either I see you or Mad World. I just like the way the Mad World sounds, just because it sounds kind of trippy and like it's talking about like getting lost in Alice in Wonderland type okay. mindset. I love the Alice in Wonderland themed yeah. things. I see you is because when she woke up, she literally was in a coma for a while. When they woke up from the coma, 
they were blind. Like they literally could not see. And their sister was standing literally like in her face. Like so it's like I see you as an intensive care unit. And she was I in the see ICU. you as an I can see you. Yes. Double it's, entendres, I love it. It's a, a lullaby written for her sister because oh, so the thing that ended up really inspiring her to get clean was the fact that her parents told her she couldn't see her sister anymore. Like so, literally? Literally, like she could not have a relationship with her. They didn't want her talking to her, nothing. Mm. So she wrote so that song. So triple entendre. Basically. So, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so once she found that out, um, her sister didn't even believe it. Like she didn't think that it was going to be that big of a deal that she couldn't see her. But she literally got her shit together and got her life together because she wanted a relationship with her sister. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, yeah. I mean, and you know what? You made a lot of great points. (laughs) 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 The two of y'all high-fiving. Whatever (laughs) something goes right is just... That's like relationship goals to me, too. That's just so cute. But, um... It's like, yeah. Okay, so I guess Wait, now I mean, it's my turn. All right, so to I'm the surprise of literally no one, my favorite artist is The Weeknd. My favorite album is probably not the most recent, but the second to the most recent, After Hours. And I have talked about this about a million times, and I'm prepared to talk about it a million more because I love it that fucking much. Top three songs, to no surprise, would be Heartless, number one. In Your Eyes, number two. And Until I Bleed Out, number three. Now, I actually did... A ranking of every single song on this album in two parts from one to ten because I just think it's beautiful. Okay. And every time I every time I get in my car and I'm driving, whether it be to work or to the grocery store or over somebody's house, right. and Heartless comes on, I feel like it's the first time I'm hearing it all over again. Like that song is so aggressively savage in the best and worst way. First of all, the way it comes in. Never need a bitch. I'm what a bitch need. Damn. <laughs> okay, and then just for a little bit of a little bit of background. The album dropped in 2020. That's the peak of the pandemic. You know, he's about to go on tour. Ain't nobody making no new music. He decides to drop this album right at the beginning of the year. Um, before the pandemic started. and it still sold out billions of copies. It's everywhere when i first heard that song i literally said damn okay <laughs> cool and then it just he goes into savage mode like everything from the music to the vocals to the music video to his entire like attitude toward every every notion every pitch every god dig it and damn it and then i saw the nigga performance at coachella when he performed this song it's still that same air he don't miss a he don't miss a pitch when he sings live, it's fucking phenomenal. When was that moment where you were like, "Yeah, the weekend is that nigga"? This was actually like back in 2010, 2011 when I first heard. Um, oh God, I'm not going into the origin story of when I first started listening to this nigga because I just knew it real quick. I was in tenth grade. Okay. My brother was picking me up from band practice. He said, "Don't laugh." No, he it's said. Cute. He said, have you heard of this guy they call The Weeknd? I said, no. He plays The Morning for me. Mm. The line that captured me in The Morning was, um, these pussy ass niggas try to hold on to their credit. So I tell them, use the debit, watch their image start to lessen. I said, okay. <laughs> I can get I you remember, with that. See, that line is what made me remember that song. I know exactly what song you okay. talking about. Okay, and then I went home, and he was like, I got the whole mixtape on my computer. This one used to have to burn CDs. Oh, 
oh and God, put them in your car. So I'm I'm on the computer. I'm oh. listening to High for This, which is the first song off of the House of Balloons mixtape. And literally, my soul of my fucking body. I said, <laughs> oh my God. Like, it punched me in the chest yeah. how beautiful this man's vo- vocal skills oh, were. No, and the music was like this weird, hypnotic, euphoric type of... I can't even explain it, but I said, bro, this is amazing. That's and I that. have been addicted to this nigga's music ever since. But After Hours holds a very special place in my heart. I love the damn Harry. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> and, and, and while we're on the subject, he was just saying to me yesterday that if I ever meet one of my favorite uh, celebrity idols and I fangirl over them, he's going to shoot them in the leg. Because <laughs> apparently I don't need to be acting like that, but I can't fucking help it. No, you should have seen me at the Demi Lovato concert. Oh I wish God. I could have. No, I can only imagine. Got, I'm going to show you videos. She okay. took videos of me. I know the girl behind me could not see shit. You know Demi show up, babe? She was like, ah, Demi. <laughs> no, that, but I can understand that. No, so yeah, I can understand it completely. So the After Hours era holds a very special place in my heart. I love the aesthetic. I love the story behind the entire album from beginning to end. Every single music video that launched played a role in this big-ass, long, cinematic type of journey that you're on with this weird, mysterious character in red whose face is always getting busted up. He's always getting into some weird shit. Uh, Heartless is the peak, the beginning of that story, and then it just progresses and it gets even worse. Every time you see it, he gets worse and worse. Um, my second favorite song from that album is In Your Eyes. I love the music video for that because it's that cliche, you know, horror movie villain chasing the dumb damsel in distress girl who kind of looks like Daphne from Scooby Doo. I'm giving it to him. He's good. Okay, who kind of looks like Daphne from Scooby Doo. Uh, running around, getting trying not to get murdered and shit. It's very comical, but it's also very cinematic. And I think that y'all might appreciate that being cinematic uh, um, enthusiast. Okay, <laughs> and then and then the cherry on motherfucking top until I bleed out has to be the most beautifully constructed vocal arrangement of vocals I have ever heard. In my entire fucking life. It is the most beautiful song <laughs> on planet Earth. And I will argue into the day that I die. Musically, it comes in so... I'm trying to be as vivid as possible with the description. It comes <laughs> in so... I love it. It comes in so, like, mellow and low. Like a hum. And then it just crashes. And then his, his vocals explode into this angelic symphony of... Of, 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 of wonderful I don't know what the, I can't even explain I can't even explain and then when he peaks when he hits fucking falsetto the, the music changes the drums come in it's so intense and emotional and it literally rips your soul out of your fucking body it's called Until I Bleed Out and it's the end of the album so the beginning of the album starts oh, off and then beautifully. He's like dying and shit. So yes, like, yeah. oh, yes, shit. Yeah. he's like dying and shit. <laughs> and so, so when he hits his falsetto, everything changes. I'm leaning on you. I'm sorry. Everything changes, and he got these runs that he do where he's just like all over the place. And it's so synch- it's synchronized so fucking perfectly. I just can't. Every time I hear it, I just want to fall into a euphoric cloud and just levitate into oblivion. It is just, it's beautiful. 
It's fucking beautiful, I mean, and I can't. I've only been to one. Here's and here's the thing that kind of broke my heart this past year, man. And I'm gonna tell you because I'm still mad about the shit. So 2020, like I said, peak of the pandemic. After hours drops. I have bought my ticket in 2017 for this fucking concert, okay? He cancels it because of COVID. I understand. I get it. Cool. He you're, you're, he has asthma. He can't be traveling like that and being on people's faces and shit. Okay, cool. Postpone the concert to 2021. I'm ready. I got my ticket. I'm ready to go. It's 2021. He postpones it again because COVID <laughs> still ain't getting no motherfucking better. I said, okay. Cool. I'll, I'll give you that because you still got to get your shit together. <laughs> you still got it. 2022. <laughs> the Don FM, which I want to talk about that in a minute. Because the most recent album, that drops. He decides to collaborate these two albums together and do um, after Don FM After Hours tour. So it's a big, massive, stadium-wide tour. Okay, cool. I'm getting a two-for-one deal. Tell me why this nigga skips my city altogether and says, nope, we're not going to Nashville anymore. I said, fuck you. <laughs> I, I felt like I took that personal. No, I, I took that so I, I was mad for months no, <laughs> about that shit. Now, granted, I got my refund back from my concert ticket and they did send me a complimentary hard copy CD of after, which I still have in, um, in my room, untouched, unwrapped. But I, I took it very personal. And I was, I was, you could ask him, I was mad as hell for months about no, that shit. I would be too. And I, then I found the Coachella performance, which I should have just fucking went to Coachella if I knew he wasn't going to do the goddamn concert no more. <laughs> but then I started seeing niggas posting about the concert and how much fun they were having and all his set list and what he did. And I'm just like, you can kiss my ass because I waited three years to go to this concert and I couldn't even fucking go. But then what kind of made me mad, but made me happy at the same time. And this is nothing against him. His fans in Los Angeles are assholes. And you can quote me on that. This nigga lost his voice at the beginning of his second to the last show in L.A. Like his voice was gone. Croaked out completely. Nothing coming out. He just at the very beginning apologized to everyone in attendance. Said he was going to make up for it. And they booed him off stage. Really? I said, damn. But that's what your ass get. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the fuck you get for skipping over my goddamn. I took that so, I took that so personal. <laughs> and that made me so mad because they shouldn't have disrespected him like that. But at the same time, like, that's what you get. <laughs> because like, you should have okay. came. If you would have came to Nashville, we would have treated you like that. First of all, like, okay. we would have gave you all the love and compassion in the motherfucking world. But no, you it's decided okay. to go to L.A. That twice. To him drink exactly. You went to L.A. twice and they booed your ass off stage because <laughs> your voice was gone. You're like, okay, it's the car. you like, okay, that's karma. We even know. We good. It's yeah, fine. pretty much. After that, I was like, okay, I'm not even mad no more. <laughs> but I was, I felt bad. I felt bad because he looked so sad. Like, if you could oh, see his face, he was just like, a sweet person. he really is. He's he's a fucking sweetheart. But anyway, I digress. So those are my top three from After Hours. If you want to go back and listen to it until I bleed out, I highly I recommend it. It is the most... And I, I promise you I'm not over-exaggerating. No, I started listening to it. I promise you I'm not over-exaggerating. That song is beautiful. You remind me that I've, wanted, I've been wanting to start listening to it. Like two years ago, you I wanted to start listening to the music. And Look, I, I can give you a rundown from start to finish. What to, what to not avoid as far as each 
project album era, whatever. I can give you the and then maybe that's a little obsessive, but that's, how I would do that's my favorite artist, so that's what that's understand. Okay, we're back on you now. Yeah. Yes. So you did your top three from your favorites. Who are the on the wall? Maybe your top yeah. three from your most recent Wait, album. Tasha, what happened? Have you heard uh Sam Smith's song Writings on the Wall? No. I feel like Writings on the wall. Writings on the wall. What with this? Wait, I want to play it again. Okay. Well, well, we 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 we, a a beautiful masterpiece. We can now. If it's look, we can listen to it for sure. But I I can't. I don't want to play because I don't have the copyright stuff. We can listen to it afterwards. Okay, we're back on you. Your top three. (laughs) (laughs) Your top three from your favorite artist's most recent album. Uh, most recent album is Kaiser. Mm -hmm. Um, top three. I would say is I'm in love, Pito and Skulls. I like Pito, which Pito is an yeah. acronym that stands for put that on everything, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. So out of those three, if you want to do just a drippity drop of what they're about, or you can do off even if you want to. Oh, the, well, I'm in love. Um, it, I, the, I'm in love. I like it because of the chorus and that's 100% why I like it, and that's why it's my actual favorite one out of the scars. And what is it? How does it go? Uh, yeah, maybe that's just me and I'm in love. I'll praise the creator. The stars up above. That song. Okay, I do know that song. I was trying to think. I know that song. Isn't that... Is that it? I don't know what he says, but... You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. It's the... Think now it's just me, I'm in love. Now it's just me, I'm in love. Okay, now. I think it is the same song. I see the pain in Okay, maybe it's not. I don't know. It might be the same song, but uh, that's, I digress. Okay, uh, you said that. You said Scars. I know why you like Scars. You talk to me about Scars a lot. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. That's that... Um, you can cover all your scars up in diamonds, but it still gonna hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We talk about that one a lot. Why is that one one of your favorites? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it just uh, brings out it, it. It's it's versatile. It, it's everywhere. You can you can cover up all everything that you've done before and glamour, glitter, and gold, but that really don't explain how you feel inside. Like, it's not going to actually bring out the real voice that's coming in your head. So all that flashy shit is just good to, like, display to the world. But internally, you can still be breaking and hurting and dying inside. Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty. I can get jiggy with that. And then the last one, you said Pito. Put that on everything. Why is that one of your favorites? Uh, I just like how it sounds, honestly. <laughs> Pito... It's. It, I feel like it's. It's. It, it has no course. It has. It has plenty of meaning. He he speaks about <clears throat> a lot of stuff that that like actually that he's actually going through in life. But it it's just him getting stuff off his head. This is just him having a conversation with his fans. That's how I felt. Okay. 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 Okay.
okay. Well, I mean, I can get jiggy with that too. I also said that the flow of that matches um, the flow from another song by another artist that we ain't got to go into. But that's why I like it. But that's just me being childish and putting lyrics with music that doesn't make any, really make any sense. But I digress. Okay. Janisha. Uh, I already talked about my. The most recent. My so, what's your favorite record. album by Joe Cole? Well, for your eyes only, but my favorite song from J. Cole would be kind of the first song I've heard from him. <laughs> okay. And that is uh, Love Yours. I think I know what that is. No such thing as a life that's better than yours. Okay, I thought I knew what that was. No, <laughs> I've heard the song Love no Yours. Or or is that, a, is that an album or is that just a song? It's a song. Okay, what, what the fuck was I listening to? <laughs> How does it do it again? Don't you ain't gotta sing it. Just give me another line from it because uh, I'm pretty sure. Fast, let a nigga know that he alive. Okay, no. Fake nigga, man, snakes, snakes to the ground. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I thought I knew, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It, it, it basically uh, it was the first most humbling rap song that I've heard. Uh, coming from a very religious background, I barely listened to rap music, and I always drew a persona of it being like. How I, you know, heard of it being growing up and stuff like so, disrespectful, yeah, vandalism, yeah, yeah. drug, alcohol abuse, yeah. talking so, bad about women type shit. Yeah, and and in terms of success That's in shame. that field, I always thought of it being as negative and uh, so mind driven. Of you always have to get money, you always have to chase more, you always have to do this and do that. But when listening to that song, it's like, hey, it's no such thing as a life that's better than yours. I have all this money, but it wouldn't be shit if I didn't have the people that I uh, I love is around me. That that I didn't have what happiness truly is. It's Isn't it a little ironic that that's kind of how J Cole's career started with that mindset of I have to be, you know, this flashy, in your face, you know, glamorified guy. To at some point he my- humbled himself, or he was humbled by some form of events, and now he's this more. I don't well, want to say he's laid back, but Jake like... Cove and all that I've listened to from him and what I think of how he started, I feel like it was more so a, I know I'm talented and I know that I'm I'm good at rhyme, rhyme schemes and of making art with this. Yes, that is something cool to have, but I'm not like that person to let that overdraw me from the actual story that I want to tell. So it's, it's basically that whole persona of I can make it do, doing this, but I'm not going to like waste my time on the things that other people are on, such as like the jewelry, the cars, and all of that. I'm actually going to create a life with it and, and create a story with what I'm doing and everything that I do. Now, do you think so, any other artists kind of take after that, or is he the only one that, besides Kendrick Lamar, that can do it very well? <laughs> be, just be honest. Like... Cause I don't think too too I'm many. I'm to give a very honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh God. What is this? If it wasn't for how he is, I'm gonna take up for him. He is a really good rapper. Oh God. And his story, I he know. does. I already know. You know. Oh. I need to know. I don't know. But Tell me. It's it's just a lot of things that he does that is not. I don't know. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Don't quote me on this. That is not in terms of the way J. Cole is in the music industry. Okay. Okay, young boy. What? I thought you 
thought you were gonna say. I didn't know. I thought you were talking about Kanye. Okay, wait a second. Okay, hold on. Okay, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase rephrase my question. Oh, God. Is there anyone who you feel Mm -hmm. has had a similar outlook Outlook. that J. Cole has in regards to how he views his success, his fame, his popularity, you his music. You get that from underground artists okay. mostly. But in terms of artists that is out there and stuff, you have Joyner Lucas, you have uh, 21 Savage, you have... Uh... <laughs> I can't think of any more. I you said Lil Baby, two. maybe? Lil, yes, you have Lil like Baby, it. thank you. And you said me a young boy, though. That blew me. Cause that's I Why don't did think, you say NBA? I don't think we were talking about the same thing. I, 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 the question so honestly didn't reciprocate in my head the way that it should. And I, said I don't think I asked, asked it properly. So and I apologize in advance. If but, you um, go back and what? you no, said I the still qu- want to know what were you answering? Because <laughs> <laughs> why was he the answer? <laughs> it was, okay, the reason why I say NBA young boy. <laughs> yes. Just in terms of he still has a positive message out there even though it's a, a lot of toxic shit out there it's basically on the basis of this is how it is and this is how i'm making it through and it it shows clearly through the madness but in terms of that it's still like kind of like that i, I haven't listened to much of his music but the, I can the tell. ones that i've listened to it kind You're of gave that you said what? Is that like one of those songs or albums that like? No, that's that's where he's going. Okay, he's on a road to self destruction. That's beautiful. Do you have any other songs? <laughs> Do you have any other Jacob songs that you want to talk about real quick? Well, since I'm, I, mean, I really know I'm getting my ass off with that. You're not going to look. NBA I'm young. not going to bring it up again. <laughs> no, I just uh, want clarification. People on the internet might look at you sideways, but I'm not going to bring it up no more. But there's, there's, NBA young boy has some fans out there that be like, yeah, she tell the truth. Uh, for <laughs> real. Oh, God. I'm not going to. He said, that he mean that. That actually means the rose blooms out the concrete. I know what you mean. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a conversation with those people. I don't either. <laughs> oh, I've never met an NBA young boy fan, oh, and I don't plan on it anytime we, soon. We know one. I'm so sorry <laughs> in advance to hear that. But okay, J Cole song. Yes, I would say. Uh. Sh- she knows. I would say she knows. She knows it's a good one. I would say she knows because honestly, the music video alone to that song. It was good. I just saw it. What was it a couple months ago? It was, it was really good. From, from beginning to end, it is really, really good. And I do recommend to anybody, if anybody wants to actually look at a music video and see a whole story being made, and it's honestly deep, the dramatics, the, the cinematography of it all was elite. Watch. She knows. And then for those who don't know, that song is trending on TikTok right now. You, really? Mm-hmm. You didn't know that? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok it's, like it's, that. It's, okay, that explains why you don't never spoke to my for you page is, is toxic. Okay. You, look, well, show them to me and I'll show them to Okay. <laughs> I have on TikTok. But like, it's used in a sense where um, you take a clip from a movie or a TV show where a character realizes the truth 
in another character, whether it be a lie or a facade or a charade, mm-hmm. it's like that realization moment mm-hmm. when the truth comes out, but in a very discreet way. And they're trying to either hide it from the mass audience or whoever they're around immediately, or they're trying to keep it known that it's obvious. Yeah. And and, and, and most of the clips that I see are pretty good. You know, those aha moments, those realization moments where it's like your best friend is the killer type shit or your mom was poisoning you with, right. I don't know, whatever the fuck your mom was poisoning you with, but little things like that. Um, so, yeah. And again, since y'all are cinematic fanatics, you might appreciate some of those clips. Uh, They're funny. Kaylee, yes. what am I doing your top three from your most recent album by your favorite artist. Can I recommend one? You love that song. What is it? What is it? it? No, I kid you not. Literally the whole concert. She ain't no shit. Yes, I did. You barely knew knew most some... I knew like three, four songs. She knew three or four songs at the whole concert. But this one song, she was like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I still apologize to the girls that were standing behind me because I know they could I don't think I need to apologize. One of them literally just sat down. It was like, fuck it. (laughs) I I felt bad because I Were you taller than them? I was just jumping up and down. Okay. So. (laughs) All you see is just a head, just like, yeah. And I have. Where was her concert at again? Ramen auditorium. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. So she could have got the bridge stone if she wanted to. Exactly. I said the same thing. I, I recommend that she gets it. But anyway, so yeah. Um, for most recent album, first one it's called "Eat Me." So like in a bad way or in a good way? It's basically her saying "fuck you" to all the people okay, that so made her way. do all of the shit that she had to deal with. Yeah, because Disney Channel stars get abused like hell. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she literally the whole time. Wait, is my nigga Orlando? <laughs> Please don't make me have to go to his bathroom. Please backwards. Oh my god! <laughs> the first lines: "Be more predictable. Be less political. Not too original. Keep the tradition, but stay individual. Dirty but washable. Winning but stoppable. All that I'm hearing is you want to make the impossible possible." That's the opening to that song. And our first time, and the That's way a that powerful it, shit. the way that it starts is, can you describe the music it's for like me? A, it's like somebody took the lowest note you could possibly have on a bass and like plucked it, uh-huh. and that's how it starts. And it starts like that. Like, so is she speaking it, or is she singing? No, she's it? singing okay. the whole time. And the she's like that. That old me that you wanted to create, she did. She it's literally time to mourn, bitch. She she wait. She made the chorus. Yeah, and um, she and she did die, so that does make sense. Like I get it. Yeah. I know the girl that you. Too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the girl that you adored. She's dead. It's time to fucking mourn. That's I can't. I think I heard a clip anymore. of that. I think I might have heard a clip of that. So I can't spoon feed you anymore. Like she's she's like fucking. So it's called eat me. Out. Yes. You have to eat me inside out. I don't like the way that sounds, but okay, I can, <laughs> get, I can get jiggy with it. I just don't like the way it sounds, but all right. When you listen to the song, you really don't even care anymore. I probably won't. But I probably won't. Oh, so good. Uh, the next amazing. one is called Happy Ending. The line that got me is, "Am I gonna die trying to find my happy ending?" Mm. People are gonna be saying some real deep shit, man. <laughs> like people, like, people saying some real I deep shit. Where to? I 
gospel like, on everything. If people actually listened to the words that are being said in those songs. And that's yeah. why this podcast exists. So you can, instead of just taking what you think you know about this artist right. and their reputation, because I, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I kind of didn't care about Demi Lovato as a person because I just thought she was doing too much in the media and stuff like that. But when you take the lyrics and the music and the vocals and break it down to the, to the, to the ground, mm-hmm. you can really see the type of individual that they are trying to be not just going off of what's being displayed and what's being, you know, plastered on the internet all over the, you know what I mean? Yes, so yeah. it really gives you a different perspective of who this person is. Were you going to say something? <laughs> she was about to, she forgot. Ah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, if you remember it, just let oh, me know. I, I was about to say, I would love to just sit in a studio with Demi Lovato smoke a blunt with them and just have them sing. Just I mean, they even, are they I even still smoking? Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, Cali- wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing shit. They're California sober, meaning that they just smoke weed. And that's it. I guess it's not that bad. Considering literally any drug you can, like one of the songs that I have listed as my favorite, which I think I don't know. But she literally says, you name it, I've tried it. That sounds terrifying. She's literally done crack Heroin, meth, uh, like PCP. Okay. All the, See, all yeah, the that's and then what about like Adderall and, and, all, and lean and, yeah. and and shit like and that. Then, shit that rappers do. And fentanyl. No, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere that was in there somewhere. But um, I know fentanyl is what she ended up ODing on. But that's what made them OD overall. And where niggas even get this shit from? They said that she literally said that. Once she woke up from that, she loved the way that she felt on fentanyl. But they said that that was the most dangerous drug you could possibly have, and it would literally kill you. Yeah. So she said she realized that if wanting this thing that she wants, which is the drugs, this bad, will literally kill her, she's done. I mean, and and that's good that she can make that, you know... Known to herself because that's I feel like as an addict that's something that you don't really think about. This yeah. could kill me. You just focus on how it makes you feel in the moment and exactly. how it makes you feel, you know, before and during. You don't even think about how you're gonna feel afterwards. It didn't run out of your system and you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that you keep doing this, you stealing and robbing and lying to people and shit. Like you breaking off relationships and connections with family and friends. Like yep. none of that matters. So the fact that she was able to make that realization and be like I can't keep doing this or else I'm gonna die mm-hmm. okay um good night this, and I'm glad that she had that realization I'm glad that her mind was open for that so yeah. alright what was the third song that you said that you wanted to mm-hmm. no you're good oh I just got it uh oh the last one was it's called forever for me each four is like the number but I picked that one because it sounds like one of those Cinderella songs that you hear at the end of like um like the Brandy Cinderella like a song that would have been in that movie that they would have danced to and okay 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 but I said that I want to dance with her oh my god y'all are adorable um I can see it (laughs) both of you are that's the fucking point (laughs) oopsie (laughs) shut the fuck up But yeah, I love it. It's just, it's a really sweet song. It's really cute. 
And that was a like really it. cute thing that you just said. Is what that was. <laughs> you you secretly like that shit. So I don't even know why you like that. Shit, but because it's if, a joke that we have at this point. I mean, well, yeah, because y'all can make jokes like that about each other to each other. I forgot who was the one who even said that first because we got that from somebody. I don't remember. Wait, got what? That's gay. But is yeah. it so like? Oh, it was Y'all got from Boonocks. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Nigga, that's gay. I mean, he thinks everything is gay, and that's also kind of the point. But that's, yeah, that's basically all that is. I'm still on that episode where he, uh, was it Magnificent Hands looking at him? They yeah. started wearing the skirts and stuff. No, that's gay solution. Gay solution. No. Thank you. <laughs> and he had that I dream. was thinking about that episode the other day. <laughs> he had that oh dream my God. Oh my dude. God. I was thinking <laughs> about was. that episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That is the funniest shit. Gay, yeah. Well, I like listening to him. Does that make me gay? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man, when I tell you, I was just thinking about And then the music in that episode, the the song that plays at the very, very end of it, I love that song. That song is so good. Shout out to Matt Villain, who is not on that song, but in a lot of Boondocks episodes. He passed away not even too long ago, but it it was like he passed away, but it, everybody was actually revealed he was passed away like months later. Like it was so like kept secret. And he, Mad Villain, if you never listened to him, please give him a listen because he is. Who uh, does the music for Boondocks? Yeah. Which it might be both. I don't know. Well, they got- it's been a minute since I watched Boondocks, but I digress. Okay, and I guess it's my turn now. So, most recent art, uh, most recent album, my favorite artist, Don FM. Like I said, it came out in 2022. I had a, I had a thought cross my mind about two months ago. And I was like, is this album better than After Hours? And I was like, it might be. It just might be. But it's a completely... So if you listen to After Hours, the reason why I love it so much is because it's a little bit of everything. You got the disco era type style within your eyes. It's very much 80s, you know, dance music. Um, Heartless is very, like I said, it's very rough, savage, aggressive. Um, until I bleed out is more of a soulful, euphoric, angelic R and B, and then you have more of the classical R and B stuff. You got the pop stuff. You got a little bit of soul. You got a little bit of hip hop here and there. Don FM is strictly like pop techno, like '80s feel disco type shit, and that's very, very different. Now I'm not biased. I might be a little bit. I'm lying, but. <laughs> I feel like this album is what kind of sparked the pop techno era that we've been seeing this past year. Because then you have albums like, I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Whatever that catastrophe of a Drake album was. I was about to say it was Drake album. (laughs) Uh, His most recent one. I can't even tell you what it was called, but I heard it and I didn't like it. Are you talking about the the house music one? The house music. You said elevator. It's in a room and it's music. An elevator is not a room. 
and a house is a house, but okay. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, that album. And then whatever Beyonce's album is that kind of has that same feel to it that people see, which I haven't heard that. And I and I refuse to talk about Beyonce on this podcast because no. I do not want the internet to come from my throat. Whether I say it was good or bad, niggas are going to come for me regardless. So I'm not even going to address that. But I'm talking about as far as how those albums sound, this was the first one to do it. And you can say what you want to say about me, but this is the first one to do it. Now, as far as what my favorite songs are, number one song is Out of Time. And and this album features the comedian Jim Carrey on it. And he does a little oh, bit of uh yeah. he does a yeah, he does it. Apparently they're best friends in real life. So Wait, he does uh The Weeknd and Jim Carrey. Oh. Which is weird because I can see that friendship. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Because when I found out, I said, "What, Jim Carrey? <laughs> of all the niggas to be best friends with, you best friends with Jim Carrey?" That sounds really fucking lit. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, I think he painted the weekend a portrait, not a portrait, but like a big ass mural for his birthday. Wow. And like sent it to him. Like he, Jim Carrey painted Jim his free time, and he sent him a painting for his birthday or some shit like that. So they're they're really good friends in real life. Um. The song is uh and and again I'm I'm petty as hell. The song is from the perspective of a guy who is trying to rekindle a romantic spark between an ex-girlfriend of his. What he doesn't know is that the ex-girlfriend has since then moved on, is settled down with someone new, is happy, is thriving, is wholesome, is it's glowing. She lived her best life. Living her best life. The chorus of the song goes, say I love you, but I'm out of time. Say I'm there for you, but I'm out of time. Say that I'll care for you, but I'm out of time. I'm too late to make you mine. Out of time. So basically, that's it. It's all cool. Like, and then Jim Carrey comes in at the end. Is like, just like the song says, you're out, you're out of time. That's him? That's, that's Jim Carrey. He has a very... Because the theme of the album is like a radio station. So you remember that song I listened to? Oh, yeah. I did not know I that, know that, that was Jim Carrey. Yeah, that's Jim Carrey. So he does he does these little narrations throughout the entire album. Again, it's, it's supposed to feel like a old school radio station. It, oh, it definitely did. So he's the radio host for the that's most part. Um, and he does a fantastic job. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he he has a, he has a good voice for it, which again is very surprising because it's fucking Jim Carrey. But uh, I digress. Um, song number two, and I'm gonna make this quick because I know it's gonna get late and Jimmy's like she's about to fall asleep. Yes. <laughs> You might not be, but I'm just I'm just trying to make this quick. Okay, song like number <laughs> song number two, and this is definitely like peak dance music. Is how do I make you love me? It it feels very very good. It's a very very good song to dance to, and I don't even like to dance. Well, I lie. I love to dance. I'm not good at it. But if I was, this would be the song that I would dance to in a heartbeat. And then of course, less than zero which is a bit more of a toned down version of the disco dance era that's being pushed. But it's like, I know that I'm not good enough for you. I know that I'll probably never be good enough for you. But, you know, the fact that you're willing to put in so much time and energy and effort into me is like more than I could ask for. Like, and I can try my best to be better, but this is as good as it's... (laughs) This is as good as it's going to get. And he says, I'll always be less than zero. You've tried your best with me, I know. 
So it's like, you've done so much to make me better, but I'm just going to be where I'm at, basically. Mm. And I can get jiggy with that. There's a lot of really toxic songs on this album, too. Um, It's not all shits and giggles. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. There's a lot. There's a lot of toxic songs on this album. And I really like those, too. Uh, Some honorable mentions. Best Friend is an extremely toxic song, uh, if you get around to listening to it. I love it to death, but it's toxic as hell. Take My Breath is a very kinky song, um, if you're into that kind of thing. (laughs) I can tell you what it's about real quick, if you want me to. Okay. (laughs) So... And, and for, the record, and for the record, Take My Breath was the first song, was the first single from this album. And and to be fair, and to be honest with you, I didn't like it when I first heard because I didn't like the way the music was. It was too yeah. techno for me. Okay. But somebody else, I, I follow fan pages on Facebook. Somebody else analyzed it for me. I said, okay, let me go back and listen to it again. This song is about a girl who likes to get choked while she's having sex, but she likes to get choked to the point where she nearly passes out or dies. And he's like, hold on. <laughs> I'm cool with taking it there, but I don't want to take it there because I don't want to be responsible if your ass don't wake up. That's literally... <laughs> Listen to it. That's literally what's going on. He's, he says things like you're way too... He says something like you're way too long, young to end your life. <laughs> No, I don't. No, I don't want to be the one who pays the price. Like he'll he'll literally say shit like that to me. Uh, like I don't know what I said. Say shit like that. You're way too young to end your life. That's true. That's right. I don't want to be the one who pays the price. That's, That's right. what he said. Let it go straight to jail. Exactly. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want that smoke. I don't want to. I see faucet on I'm a good single way. Like, no, but seriously, that's what. No, like the fade out, the little meme we fade out. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. He's like, I'm good off this. Like, I'll do it, but I'm not gonna do it to the point where your ass can't wake up no more. Like, bitch, you better bring me a contract. And and that's and and I and ever since then, I was like, you know what, I can get jiggy with that song. So there's a lot of toxic songs on it. If you if you listen to the weekend for the toxicity, it's there. Trust me, it's 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 there. It's there. Like <laughs> it's it's living and breathing. Um, yeah. So I I love a lot of songs on this album, but those are my top three, and those are my two honorable mentions for sure. Uh, Best friend is basically we were fuck buddies. We can't be fuck buddies no more. If but if anybody asks, you my best friend now. And that's <laughs> Pimpin, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody asks, we are best friends. And that is it. Nothing more, nothing less. And then, oh God, I love it so much. It's such a toxic ass song, but I love it so much. I want to listen to it. It's so good. Okay. And that's all I got for you. Is there anything else that y'all want to say before we close out (laughs) on this? Yeah, another phenomenal ass episode of us talking about absolutely everything all in one. Basically, I said I want to get a tattoo that says that. Says what? Everything, everywhere, all in one. Why? Just where my brain is. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm just gonna sit it on here. Never mind. Okay.
Yeah, you need to tell me happy ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually had a couple people tuning in today, if I can believe that. Yay, hello. I don't know if they're still there, but that's all right. Uh-huh. Um, Thank everyone. Thank y'all for, for coming by and doing this again. We definitely have to do it again because these episodes are always going to be just full of, you know, this was a more insightful rendition because we really got to see you know four different parallels from four different genres four different waves of artists and you know break them down (laughs) (laughs) if you wanna if you want we can talk about that because i I really want to know where you were going with that that is my title L of the day right the amount of songs that you have listened to from nba young boy is very limited so I know, oh I'm saying God. so I I credit that as to why you brought him up because that still doesn't make any sense to me but okay just I'm gonna just take my smile take care pet my dog hug my cat yes <laughs> that's the L of the day that is the L of the day well and 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 no offense to the NBA young boy fans I just can't get jiggy with this nigga I'm sorry no, no, like. No. Show me something that I ain't never seen before, and then I mean, maybe we he can has talk. Songs that sound good, but like outside of that, like they all pretty much sound the same to me. Yeah, so like, you know, you listen to one, you Yeah, you you've heard you've heard one, you heard them all. But it it is what it is. We ain't got to wait me more or not. But thank you again, ladies, for uh, stopping by. I appreciate it, and of course, anytime that y'all want to get together and do this again, I will be more than happy to entertain because these conversations are top tier and this was probably the perfect example of what this podcast is supposed to be how it's supposed to go and the perspectives that it gives is what i'm looking for so i'd be more than happy to invite y'all back on here to do this some other time but it is damn dear 11 30 i'm gonna let you guys (laughs) until next time uh we'll speak to you a little bit later only you can convince you are (laughs) 